0: What would you like the power to do mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america NA member fdsc
1: happy game day everybody welcome to the game quest of allquest.com game day podcast i'm eric kane we're upgrading this week instead of grant ramey out with the old in with the new we get matt ray and if you're watching You'll see that uh, Matt and I are twinsies today. Both we I have our quarter zips, our ball quest quarter zips on. And Matt, appreciate was, you joining us, man. Big big game coming up this weekend. Was
0: not ple was not pre planned. Um, <laughs> was was not pre planned. But it is a big game. Um, I gotta I gotta say, I mean I'm, I usually match A P, so at least it's you this week, here
1: Yeah, at least it's me. Like like,
0: la- like last last week at uh UConn, I was like, you know what? It's a little cold out it's a noon kick i'm going to start the day in my kind of oatmeal cream looking fall quest hoodie like nobody else will be wearing that i roll out there in it and here comes ap in the oatmeal cream Fall quest sweatshirt <laughs> i'm like what do you do
1: listen i just i just uh i just wear what the wife lays out for me the night before okay that's so.
0: that's the best idea just
1: kidding. Uh, huge game, though, Tennessee-Missouri. Yeah. Uh, again, we've been talking about it all week long. 7-2, and 3-2 and two in SEC play. Uh, fighting for rights of second place in the SEC East. But it could be even more than that, of course. If you take care of business, if Old Miss somehow beats Georgia and Athens, then you're playing for an East, you know, essentially a chance to, to go to Atlanta next week with Georgia on, the, on CBS kick. So that's exciting. But more than anything... This game will determine whether you finish with nine wins or not. You know, 10 wins is still on the table, but for all intents and purposes, we're going to say Vanderbilt's going to be a win. That'll get you to eight wins no matter what. And if you win this game, it pretty much guarantees you nine wins. And finishing with a, you know, at worst, nine and three regular season record following a 10-win regular season in 2022, despite all you lost and all the injuries you had overcome this year, i will say that's a pretty he- pr- pretty solid season. I mean, again, winning at missouri is not a given but this is a big time game in terms of keeping your east hopes hopes alive at least for a couple hours and and trying to get to that win total that you can feel good about at season's end
0: yeah i mean i think you know you win this game and again your hopes are alive at least for a couple of hours right so there's There's some excitement there from your fan base that kind of tunes everybody into Georgia Ole Miss, what happens there in in a big-time night game. But, you know, I think you're right, Eric. I think you touched on it. Coming off a 10-win regular season last year, you battled through some early adversity this year. You know, that Florida game is going to haunt Tennessee for a long time. And we said that right after they lost, that this was going to be a game that stuck with them. But to still be able to overcome some of that, overcome the injuries that you have. And potentially win nine games, 10 games in the regular season, you know, or set yourself up to do that would be huge. So it's a massive game this weekend. It's a huge game for Missouri, too. They're looking to bounce back and prove that they're on the right track under Eli Drinkwitz. I think this
1: was a game that everybody circled and kind of saying, all right, this is going to be, a, or not circled, but everybody just kind of pegged in a W here for this game. Um, you know, even, even trouble out there. I understand trouble's been high on Missouri, big time Missouri <laughs> fan all offseason, but I don't think even trouble can envision missouri having this much success now again missouri's not the 85 bears but missouri from missouri and eli Drinkwitz seven and two and and um they don't have many marquee wins i recognize that but just where missouri has been in recent memory i don't think anybody thought that they'd have a turnaround of seven and two and have a chance to um you know I mean, up until last week really had a chance to to, to still win the east um I just see improved play on the offensive end. It's been a solid defense. It really, it's gotten a lot better since 2021. And they're uh, doing it with the same personnel for the most part. This is just a, a much-improved football team, and it's it's very far from a guaranteed win or a guaranteed W you can ride beside this on the schedule.
0: Yeah, it is. And, I, you know, I think, I mean, even for me, you know, I felt like Missouri would be improved because you do bring a lot of that same personnel back. They've got a lot of They've got a lot of really good athletes at the skill spot, um, but, but you lost
1: your best skill from last. Now Luther Burden was the best talent wise, but right. you lost your best skill from last year. And Dominic Love and you're even better.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. And you know, I think I think for Missouri, you know, you're looking at a team that maybe they're exceeding expectations a little bit, but they surprised me last week with the way that they played in Athens. I mean, I kind of thought, hey, it's time to come back down to earth. Uh, It it was a physical football game, but to go there and and to really play into the fourth quarter with Georgia, I think it's challenging for any team in the country to do right now. And they were able to do it. So this is going to be, it's going to be a test for Tennessee. I think for Tennessee, though, in some ways, you know, I think when you're talking about this earlier in the year, you talk about. Do you fall into the trap game at Missouri somewhat? Like, they're going to be a better football team, but it's really hard to go out there and get up. You know, it's it's a tough place to play because the environment's maybe not the best. Um, But now I think 3.30 CBS kick, I, I like the time slot. The atmosphere should be fine. And you've got something to play for. This game this game means something. But it's not one that you should be glancing over. Even though Georgia's kind of looming on the horizon, you know that you have to take care of business this weekend to make next weekend even bigger. And I think under Josh Heimble, I think for the most part, his teams have kind of lived up to those expectations. So they haven't played very well on the road you know, over, over the last few. Um, improved against Kentucky. Played much better football there. But, this game means something and i think tennessee's gonna have a chance to get up you know and and come off the bus ready to play
1: yeah brent mentioned at first on the rocky top rewind and um, maybe mentioned it again on the volkwest podcast football is kind of weird matchups can be weird sometimes um it was at mizzou last year but missouri played georgia better than anybody in the regular season last year um i yeah. mean i had a chance to win that game in the fourth quarter um missouri played georgia well in athens between the hedges just last week Tennessee went on and destroyed Missouri after that last year, just destroyed Missouri. It's just weird. Um, yeah. it's not to the, you know, Tennessee's dominance over Missouri with Josh Heupel quarter or at head coach is, is not to the level of, you know, Florida, Tennessee, and then Tennessee, Kentucky, but maybe we are on to something, especially if Tennessee wins in lopsided fashion. I, I, I think Tennessee can have success. I think Tennessee can certainly win this game. I don't see it being another 62, 24, 65, 24. I mean, I've thrown the stat out all week long because I just think it's – I wrote it down, and it's just – it's amazing just to read it off. Two seasons with Josh Heupel the past two years against Missouri. Tennessee has outscored Missouri 128-48 to 48 with 1,407 yards of total offense, 722 yards rushing in those two football games. I think Tennessee can be successful. I think Jalen Rock can run for 100-plus. I think Joe Milton yep. can have a day. I think Tennessee can win. I'm not seeing a 62, 24, but maybe the winner, Matt, might have to score, you know, 45. I think yeah. that uh this is not gonna be a very, very defensive football game, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think I was probably lower on the on the total in the in the Volquest picks, but you know, the more that you kind of sit back and think about it, game days here, it, it does feel like this is gonna be a it, it shapes up to be more of a shootout. Now I do think both defenses have some some guys that can allow you to get off the field. But both defenses are much improved. There were times last week where Missouri got off the field where it just felt like, okay, this is where Georgia goes down and takes absolute control of this game, and that didn't really happen. And there's been times, you know, this year where, you know, albeit minus Florida, where I, I felt like the defense had to play with their backs against the wall more times than not. But this Tennessee defense has done a pretty good job of getting off the field in big situations. Um, you know, a couple of quarters, you know, have really, really hurt the Vols and their two losses. But, you know, you have to find a way to get off the field against Missouri. Do not allow them to sustain drives. And, you know, you have to – and for the most part, I think Tennessee's done a better job of this. And if you look at how Alabama has kind of played since Tennessee, the way that they've used Jalen Milrow – now it really feels like Tennessee did a pretty good job of hemming Jalen Milroe in for the most part. I mean, he absolutely – granted, LSU's defense is not very good. Mm-hmm. But he absolutely torched them last week. Um, you know, so you, you have to limit the quarterback run. And, and I think one of the – you talk about matchups. I think one of the things that sets up really well for Tennessee is how well this front seven, you know, defends the run. The, the Schrader kid has just been – a great story. He's an impressive back. He runs really hard. They do a really good job of, of stretching, you know, on the zone and, and getting outside for him. And and he's really explosive once he finds that he's patient and he, he manages to fall forward for some hard yards. But I think if, if you slow him down, you know, then that changes the dynamic of the Missouri offense a little bit. Again, great skill guys on the outside. Um, you know, Theo Weiss, Luther Burden, Mookie Cooper. Those guys are those guys are ball players. But you know, I still think it changes the dynamic. I think they, you know, win based on the ability for Missouri to be balanced. And and they've done a really good job of that.
1: How have these guys done individually throughout the season? Where does Missouri rank offensively and defensively in the SEC in certain statistics? And what are some keys to victory, bold takes and score predictions? All that and more coming up as we continue on here with Game Quest. Do you want to give a quick shout out, though, to our friends over at Price Picks? You can win 25 times your money back on any entry. It's so much fun. All you got to do is you pick the uh, over-under of the total projection from two to six uh, projections from Price Picks, and then you can watch the winnings roll in. So I'm going to show you what it kind of looks like. I'm going to share my screen here if you're watching on YouTube. And. This is what we're looking like when we go to PricePix.com. As you can see here at the top, every single sport you can possibly think—I don't even know what this LOL stands for. No clue. But you've got NFL football, soccer. You got NBA. You got NHL. I mean, you got uh, PGA, MMA. I mean, uh, NFL sprints. Don't even know what that is. But it looks fun because there's a football icon there. You can have so much fun checking out all these different sports and all these different games and bonuses and prizes over at PrizePicks.com. What we're going to do here today though, again, for our little, for our little, uh, grid over here on the right, we are going to pick two to six players and we're going to go through and they're going to give us a stat. And we're going to go over and under now, Matt Ray, Grant Ramey loves him. Some overs. Very rarely <laughs> do we do unders here on game Quest, but let's have a little fun. Yep. Joe Milton, Joe Milton against Missouri. 238 and a half passing yards. Will Joe Milton go over or under 238 and a half through the air?
0: Give me the over.
2: I li- that, like,
0: I like over. that. I, li- I like that one too, to be honest with you. But yeah, I, th- I, I think I would take the over again. I I think this could shape up to be a shootout.
1: Brady Cook, 267 yards and a half through the year, uh, the over under. I. I, win or lose, I'm telling you this right now, Brady Cook's going to throw for more than that, um, in my opinion, because I, I think it's going to be a struggle bus city for Tennessee secondary. Just my opinion. We'll see if I'm wrong, but 267.5, I would take the over. What would you say for Brady Cook?
0: Yeah, I would take the over as well.
1: Yeah, and again, Tennessee can win a football game that way. Tennessee's already proved that it uh, can win football games that way this year. So those are the passing. Off to a good start. we take the more for Joe Milton and Brady Cook through the air. What about the SEC's leading rusher, and that's Cody Schrader. You mentioned him. What a story. Former Division II football player, walked on, now leading the SEC in rushing right now. Cody Schrader, 90 yards and a half. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go less because I think Tennessee just defends the run really well, Matt.
0: He's finishing the day with 76. I'm taking the under.
1: You allow him to go for 76 and a touchdown, and you just don't allow Brady Cook to throw for 400 yards? I, I think Tennessee can win this football game. I do. Yep. Jalen Wright, who, in my opinion, if he if he had the carries, would easily be leading the SEC in rushing. 69 and a half yards rushing. Over. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go more. I mean, the last two weeks, Matt, Jalen Wright has had a, what? what is it, an 82-yard and a 53-yarder on the opening drive? Yep. I'm not going to say that's going to happen again, but, uh, I mean, it could happen again. Obviously, it's kind of been a theme. All right, let's find one receiver through the air here. Okay, we'll go Tennessee. I was going to do Luther Burden because I thought that would make more sense, but he's not on here. Let's do Squirrel White, receiving yards. Squirrel White against Missouri, 62-and-a-half. You like the over or the under?
0: I like mm, – that's tough. I like the um I like the over there. I think Georgia had a lot of success out of the slot last week. I thought they did a really good job of moving Ladd McConkey around yeah. and getting him, you know, running vertically. And I think Tennessee will do some of those things. I think Tennessee's had success in the past, you know, against Missouri with those things. So gimme squirrel white with the over.
1: That's a that's a good call in terms of McConkey in the slot last week for sure. So this is what our grid looks like. We have five players selected. You can select between two and six. Uh, Against Tennessee, Missouri, Joe Milton over 238 and a half. Uh, Brady Cook more than 267 and a half. Cody Schrader less than 90 and a half on the ground. Jalen Wright more than 69 and a half on the ground. And squirrel white more than 62 and a half through the air. So that's, that is our grid, and uh, you can make yours as well over at PricePix.com. Plus, if you put in the promo code VQ, you're going to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 on your first deposit. Meaning, if I put in 75, they're going to match me 75. If I put in 50, they'll match me 50 on my first deposit. If I put in that promo code, vq but only on your first deposit and it's only up to a hundred dollars that's promo code vq pricepix.com promo code vq go and win 25 times your money back at pricepix.com welcome back into game quest tennessee ball quest game day podcast tennessee on the road at missouri monster showdown and uh, let's take a look at the missouri let's dive into the stat sheet uh matt ray this is a missouri team that um pretty solid offense um fifth in points per game at 32.4 fifth in total O at 434 yards a game fifth through the year 285 a game seventh though having the individual leading rusher in the sec it's the seventh best team in the league in rushing at 149 yards on the ground a game. It's only turned it over seven times. The offensive line has only allowed 16 sacks. Again, top to bottom, this offensive unit has been much improved.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Again, I think it comes back to some balance. I think we've seen it from Tennessee the last couple of weeks. I think you have seen a really balanced offense. For Missouri, that's kind of been the story this year. Yeah, there's been more balance. They've got guys making plays on the edge. Like you said, seventh best rushing team in the league. But they have the league's leading rusher, and he's been a great story, and he has been playing some really hard-nosed football for them. Um, So, you know, I think for Missouri, again, another thing, another another big thing for them is Brady Cook's legs and not turning the football over. We saw it with Tennessee last year. Hendon Hooker was so good at not turning the football over, not comparing those two because they're definitely not the same player, and obviously Hendon – you know to this point has had a better season than brady cook had but has had but i think brady cook's been timely when he runs the football and he's protected the football pretty well
1: i wouldn't call him the second coming such as young ball fan never ban. you know called me out on 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 the board a couple of days ago but brady cook's having a solid year He's yeah. top off quarterback in the league um much improved you mentioned his legs 304 yards gain that's before sacks he's got five rushing touchdowns he's completing passes at 67%, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions, 275 through the air. I mean, again, he's top five quarterback in this league, and he's 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 been much improved. He's been really solid, and um, he's a guy that if you ask me the the biggest concern, if I, I was asked on a radio hit earlier this week, if you're Tim Banks, if you're that defensive staff, what's your biggest concern? It's his legs. It's his ability to pick up first downs on third downs. It's his ability to um extend plays and all that and and just run around and 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 make things happen because that's where tennessee has struggled a little bit this year but more importantly we've it's just been in my mind since 2021 where it was matt corral it was bryce young i mean it was all these quarterbacks that just ran kenny pickett just ran and ran and ran, and and that's like not really gone out of our minds since then but that'd be something to watch out for cody trader we've mentioned a couple of times 919 rushing yards on the year 10 touchdowns averaging 102 yards per game Uh, You got Luther Burden, who Eli Drinkwood said was questionable earlier in the week. I would be just shocked if he didn't play. Uh, He came back in that football game last week, 919 yards. He never even
0: went to the medical tent. Yeah, he refused to go to the medical tent. He was in obvious pain, but he refused to go to the medical tent. He's going to play. He's
1: got 919, or sorry, he's got 958 yards through the air, seven touchdowns. He's averaging over 106 yards. A game receiving, not bad there. So, again, this offense, we will see what happens. Um, if I'm Tim Banks, Matt, I'm not being married to anything specific. I'm playing zone, I'm relying on my front four. If it doesn't work, I'm bringing he's brought Wesley. Well, I think Tennessee's been at its best with Tim Banks when he's been aggressive, yeah. And we've seen it a little bit this year, but in years past. Man, Tamari McDonald off the edge, cover number two receiver coming down, coming down, coming co- coming off the edge. Wesley yeah. Walker, Aaron Beasley is the best blitzer on this team, and we haven't seen him blitz a lot this year. Nope. If things aren't working, don't be married. Don't be unwilling to move on. I, I say mix them things up, be aggressive, and keep Brady Cook guessing on the uh, on the offensive end.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, and I think you're absolutely right. I think the best games that Tim Banks has called here at Tennessee is when he's been aggressive, and I think some of the stuff that he's done, I think, I think he's been sometimes really exotic in some things that he's done, and it's worked, Um, you know, but it seems like sometimes they get a little bit, and I don't know if I should say complacent, but they're okay with, with giving up, you know, yards in certain situations and then try to bow their backs more so in the red zone, and I understand some of that to an extent but i think in a football game like this you're you're gonna have to make some of your own breaks mm-hmm. um, and i think it goes to what you said you can't be married to to anything just be aggressive try to be timely with that aggressiveness but i think you're right i think when you get those dbs cheating down in the box and coming off the edge i think aaron beasley has been phenomenal as a blitzer we saw him in the bowl game last year we've seen it multiple times Look back, and they've been really good at dialing up those pressures with their linebackers. Jeremy, Jeremy Banks, oh. Banks
1: has been phenomenal throughout his Tennessee career blitzing.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he was great. And I look back to that Alabama game last year where they're pinned down in the south end zone, and he comes screaming free right in Bryce Young's face. And so I think Tennessee has to be able to do some of that. You got rattle Brady Cook, get in his face. It, it, as a quarterback, the, the – The worst thing you can feel is uncomfortable in the pocket. No matter what you can do with your legs, there's going to be a point in time in this football game that he should have to step up in the pocket and make a play. And if you can make him feel uncomfortable, then, you know, you should be able to have some success.
1: And you're speaking from experience, right? Being in that pocket, being uncomfortable for, right? A little bit. (laughs) At Bradley Central the other day, when it was uh, before I went up to the booth and me and you were talking to Hypo there on the sideline, you stayed there and talked to Hypo the entire game. Uh, Cause you guys are BFFs, but well, three of us there. And you got, you, you mentioned something like, man, I ain't done that since I played quarterback or something. And I wanted so bad Hypo to be like, you play quarterback. And I wanted to go back and forth, but he didn't take the bait. And I was a little upset, but you guys could have been talking about, you know, war stories. He played quarterback, you know, Big time level. You play quarterback, Copper Basin. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, how, how
0: it doesn't get any more massive than that. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, I own the uh, at one point I owned the school record for most passing yards in the season, and also most interceptions thrown <laughs> in the season. So,
1: hey, um, that, that that that's just Brett Favre esque right there. Okay, take
0: it, take it where you can get it.
1: Hey, hey, you sling it around, you let it rip. Uh, you can respect that. Uh, Josh Hypel, ask him uh, earlier this week, how do you defend? How do you go about defending an offense that runs the ball well with Cody Schrader, that throws it all over the place with Brady Cook, and how effective is or sorry, Luther Burden through the air? How are you going to stop Luther Burden? Here's how he... Uh, Here's how he talks about defending Missouri's offense and then defending Luther Burden.
2: You gotta be really good in the run game um, because everything will play off of that too. Um, They create a lot of big plays with uh, chunk plays, uh, design shots down the football field. Um, He's a really good player. And so when he gets the ball in his hands, uh, he's difficult to bring down. They do a good job of moving him around too. Um, where you got to track where he's at uh, for some of the ball in hands, and uh, you know they try to find matchups for him. So we got to do a great job against him. But he's not the only wide receiver. They got a really good core uh, group of wide receivers that uh, are dynamic.
1: So that is on Missouri's offense. Let's flip the script, Matt Ray, and let's talk about Missouri's defense. That again, 2021. It it's one of the biggest puzzling things. I've ever kind of witnessed from afar. I wasn't in the nitty gritty and I wasn't following that team every single week. But I mean, you had Steve Wilkes as your defensive coordinator. Mind you, Steve Wilkes, I believe San Francisco 49ers right now. He's been all over the place, but he's defensive coordinator right now for the San Francisco 49ers. He is a former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, a longtime defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, had great success. Steve Wilkes knows defense. In 2021, he was Missouri's defensive coordinator and they were so, so bad historically bad he leaves he gets fired whatever they bring in Blake Baker and they kind of turned it around a little bit in 2022 much improved and, and they're they're a solid defense now not great but they're solid and you look at the ranks around the SEC they're they're eighth in the league allowing 24 points per game six in the league allowing 343 yards of total offensive game they allow 230 yards through the air. that's ninth in the league they allow only 114 yards on the ground. That's fifth in the league, which is a pretty solid number. I'll come back to that here in just a second. They have forced eight turnovers, seven interceptions. Uh, they've sacked the quarterback 27 times, and they have 53 tackles for loss. I want to go back to that run stat. They've allowed 114 yards on average, and that's fifth in the league. Okay, Tennessee obviously leads the league with, what is it, 97 yards given up on that, whatever it is. Yep. Tennessee's first in the SEC, Missouri's fifth. 114 yards. That's what actually Tennessee finished with last year, and that was second best to Georgia in the SEC. That's a good number. Yep. But when you look at Missouri on the season, really anybody with a pulse, they've had a little bit of success running the football. So against Kansas State earlier this year, 138 rushing yards. That's not a lot. It's not a lot, but it's not like they got shut out. Uh, You mentioned LSU a moment ago. 274 rushing yards is what they allowed to LSU. Jaden Daniels, Heisman candidate. He had like 130 on the ground, so... You know that's a caveat there. Um, Kentucky, 179 yards allowed on the ground to Georgia. They actually did a pretty good job. 131 yards allowed on the ground. So I think my point is, against some of the better teams, they've proven they can run the football on Missouri and Tennessee. Will need to run the football because everything, as Heupel said a moment ago, everything comes off that run. And I think this could be a Jalen Wright game. The more and more of the week's gone on, I think this could be a Jalen Wright game and. Uh, ball control and clock control in the second half. And uh, what a way to win the game would be running the football, maybe not like you did in 2021 with 438 rushing yards, but having a really good run day in Como.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think this can be a Jalen Wright game. Obviously, you should get Jabari Small back this week. felt like he was just held out precautionary last week yeah. and get some rest, but you should have your full stable of running backs back, but it feels like this can be a Jalen Wright game. I also think when you look at this game, Carson Beck did it a couple of times last week. Joe Milton has to be more involved in the run game. <clears throat> now, obviously, over the past three weeks here, Tennessee has gotten him more involved. He There's been more design runs, but there's going to be times where he's just got to, you know, realize it's not there, stick a foot in the ground, and go get five or six and pick up a first down. If he can extend some drives that way and keep Missouri a little off balance, then I think Tennessee can be really, really productive offensively in this football game. And I think you're right, Eric. I think, you know, anybody kind of with a pulse has had some success against Missouri. Look back at that Kansas State game. Will Howard was kind of out there hobbling around on one leg. At one point, it felt like he wasn't fully healthy. Um, still a big win for Missouri there. But Jaden Daniels had a ton of success. You don't expect that, you know, from Joe Milton. Jaden Daniels absolutely torched Alabama last week too with his legs. Um, but you do have to be timely. I think Joe Milton has to be timely and realize there's just going to be some opportunity there. There's going to be some times where you got to run, slide down, get five or six yards. If it's if it's second and ten, run, get five, six, seven yards, slide down, make it third and manageable. Um but, yeah, I think overall, the the more this week has gone on, it does feel like a Jalen Rock football game.
1: Some of the players look out for Missouri defensively that runs a 4 multiple. Of course, that's pretty much what everybody runs now with that star player and a Leo-type player. Tyron Hopper in the middle. Um, he is, uh, he's is he been a starter for Missouri for a long time at linebacker. Um, he leads the team in tackles. Uh, cornerback, Chris Abrams-Drain. Um, he's an NFL prospect. I think he'll be a couple top couple-round pick um in the NFL draft four interceptions 11 PBUs some, somebody to watch out for spoke with Kelsey Pope um earlier this week for a vol network interview that's going to air right before the game and he said hey this secondary I mean you look at the names and, and from doing these obviously from covering Tennessee and from doing these first glances the last couple of years I mean these names they all are familiar Joseph Charlson um Jalen Carlisle or whatever Chris Abrams drain uh, Ennis Rackenshaw Jr um, you know, they've all played for a long time, yep. uh, in the Missouri secondary. And so they're experienced, uh, they know what they're doing. They know the system. And, um, I would certainly give Missouri secondary check compared to a uh, Tennessee secondary. But again, I think Tennessee matches up, um, I think this is gonna be a really good battle. There's a lot of interesting twists and turns and and we'll kind of get into some of our predictions and and what we think is gonna happen. But real quick, here's Josh Heupel on the Missouri defense and how Tennessee can find some success.
2: Yep, Uh, fast, aggressive, um, you know, tackle extremely well, Um, play a bunch of man on the outside, they're gonna make you earn it. Um, You look at them statistically, you know, defensively, um, playing the run extremely well and are one of the top teams in the country and creating sacks. They got really good players up front. They do it with pressure, but their first, second, and third levels are are tied in together extremely well.
1: We don't often talk about the third phase of the game, Matt, but I do want to make one note um, because this, I mean, it could come down and be the difference here. The thicker kicker, whatever his nickname is, Harrison (laughs) Mevis. All right, dude made a 61-yard field goal to win at the buzzer over Kansas State in week three and, and remind me something happened whether it was a false start whether it was a whether it was a delay a game something happened and they had to back up five yards
0: yeah felt like and complete complete mismanagement of it. it was yeah. complete mismanagement of that game but you, you got away with it because of his leg
1: I think it was I think it was delay game because I remember thinking like Eli you're such an idiot yep. and then he, he leaves that game going calling out the fans it's like. It's like the biggest win you've ever had as a head coach in the SEC. I know that's not even an SEC win, but it's like, why are you calling out the fans when your kicker just booted a game winner from 61 yards? All right, Harrison Mevis, he's got a leg. On the season, he's 3-for-5 with kicks 50-plus. In comparison, Carl, uh, Charles Campbell has been perfect at, 40, at 50 yards in so far this season, 0-for-2 at 50 yards plus, which is weird because Charles Campbell has hit like 5-or-6 50-plus yard field goals throughout his career at Indiana. Anyway, Um, but Mevis has booted three kicks, 50 plus yards in, but he's missed. He's one for four on kicks, 40 to 49 yards. He's been really inaccurate in terms of that mid range and and field goal. So got a leg overall in the season. He's just 15 to 21. So he's missed six field goals. He's got a leg certainly, but a little bit inaccurate at times. And, and potentially, you know, that could be, uh, that could be something that uh, could come down the line. You don't want to, you know, give an opportunity for Missouri to win it there at the buzzer. All right, Tennessee and Missouri. The time for uh, some score predictions and some bowl predictions. Me and Grant do it every single week. We uh, we hand out a bowl prediction on what we think is going to happen in this football game, and then let's follow it with the final score prediction. Tennessee and Missouri. Matt, you're up.
0: So we're going how how bold are we in these predictions? Dude, make it your own, man.
1: Sometimes sometimes I'll say mine. I'm like, that's not bold enough. And so I'll redo it and I'll get something super bold. And and no pressure, but there have been I mean, I want to say at least three or four times this year where either mine or Grant's bold prediction has hit or has been like a yard or two away. So like we've we've had some success in our bold predictions this year.
0: Uh, I mean let's go with let's go with Tennessee to score a special team's touchdown and a defensive touchdown to okay
1: that's ball game. that's very bold
0: and you said you said make it my own I mean I don't know how bold we're going here I, I should have done my research on this maybe I, yeah, portion well, of the so podcast
1: we, we can tell that somebody over here doesn't listen to game quest every single week on his drive to the Nealland Stadium um yeah, that's fine. I, I would do bold bold take would be one of those units scoring a
0: touchdown. But hey <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty ball.
1: Yeah. If Tennessee gets a special teams touchdown and a defensive touchdown, they win I, the ball game. <laughs> I feel good about Tennessee winning the football yeah. game. Give me give me. Oh. Give me it doesn't set up this way. It doesn't set up well for this. Because look what Graham Mertz did. Look what Devin Leary did. I think it's going to be a lot quick, you know, three-step, you know, maybe not get the ball out of your hands quickly, but just a quarterback that's going to pick you apart, especially in the intermediate range. But I just – I think Tennessee's defensive line is going to get there and, and get back to sacking the quarterback. Give me give me a combined four sacks. And maybe this isn't bold enough. Give me a combined four sacks from James Pierce and Tyler Barron on Brady Cook. And It's um, pretty fair that would be that would be really really good for the Tennessee defense to get back to doing what it needs to do and if you're sacking the quarterback four times you're probably getting close another four or five times you're probably hitting the quarterback it's probably going to be a long day for brady cook and yep. and that's what you need overall Matts, i know our uh, our game day was well, as our game quest uh, listeners know they know that we record this before our picks go live on friday at noon but you've already made your pick already put it in there in drafts i have not what are you thinking how's this game going to go for tennessee on the road at missouri
0: yeah I, I don't remember what i i don't remember exactly what i picked in terms of the score i did pick tennessee to win and the more that you know, I probably need to change the score realistically where we're at now at the time of this recording but i do think it i do think it can be a an offensive football game a lot of points scored. Um, you know, so give me Tennessee 38,
1: 34, the, at the time of this recording, Tennessee still is a one and a half point favorite. The over under the total, uh, the total, uh, in, in other words is 58 and a half. Um, man, I, you know, all week long or really like in the weeks leading up to this game, I have not liked this game for Tennessee. Um, I, I've seen this as a game that Tennessee could potentially lose because, Tennessee loses these types of games. You know, the quarterback that can sling it a little bit, you're just making your defense run all over the place, road game. Um, I've gone, I've I've been more and more confident with Tennessee as the week's gone on because I mean I don't care where you're playing, who you're playing, if you run the football the way Tennessee's been running the football, you're gonna have a chance to win the football game. Yep. And, and and also Joe Milton is playing his best football right now. And and that wasn't the case against Florida. That wasn't the case going into Alabama. That wasn't the case, you know, in in previous stops. And so Joe Milton's playing his best football right now. Tennessee, overall, knock on wood, is, is, is getting healthy. There's some season ending injuries. I get that. But Tennessee's a pretty healthy football team. Um, I, I don't know. I've I, I, I liked Tennessee more and more and more as the week's gone on. I mean, I picked Tennessee to win every game so far this season. Probably won't next week. Spoilers um, is what it is. That's why <laughs> I always think it's funny when people call one of us, some of us out, like, oh, such Tennessee haters. Like, I've literally picked Tennessee to win every week this week, this season. Give me Tennessee. I think it's going to be so close. I think it's going to be the difference. Maybe it comes down to a field goal. Maybe it comes down to Charles Campbell or, or Harrison Mevis or whatever. Give me Tennessee to win. 35-32, I don't know if that's what my pick will say on on Friday, but give me Tennessee win 35-32, and Matt Ray, if that happens, Tennessee will come back to town 8-2, 4-2 in SEC play, hosting Georgia. Maybe an opportunity to go to Atlanta, but you know, probably not. But still, it's going to be a massive game. Uh, CBS kick. we'll see if game day's in town. I mean, it's already starting to be... The, the circus is already kind of starting on campus in preparations for the Georgia game, regardless of what happens this weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, if you win this game, even if Georgia secures the East with a win over Ole Miss, this game is going to be as big as a game has been in the month of November at Neyland Stadium in quite some time. I mean, th- this game is going to be massive for Tennessee, it has depending on what happens ahead of them, Ole Miss should drop. So it's got the chances to be a top ten matchup, and you've still got a ton to play for. You beat Georgia; you are solidified into a New Year's Six bowl, and you know should go win ten regular season games. So
1: I can't remember if I said this to you on one of our podcasts this week, or one of my shows, or I said it somewhere. I think regardless, Tennessee's playing for Citrus Bowl right now against yeah. Missouri Citrus Bowl because. You win that game again, you're finishing the year with nine wins at minimum, at minimum, maybe ten wins. And you're you're probably graduated from the tiers of the, obviously, Gator, but maybe even the Outback. And depending on, you know, what happens in front of you, how many teams the SEC get in the playoff, and then New Year's Six, I get all that. But I think you're playing for citrus at minimum in this football game. You win, you got citrus at worst-case scenario, you lose, well, Outback, Gator, you know, some of those are still in play, so... We'll see what happens, man. It's going to be a good one. Um, this is a huge matchup. Super excited to see how this team responds, how this team goes up there. Handles the zoo. I've, tr- I've been <laughs> trying to make fun of the zoo all week long, but your team seven and two. I can't really yeah. make fun of it. Um, but still, I will we'll never forget, Matt Ray, that video they put out in preseason. Just a complete fail. And didn't they do some type of rap video a couple years ago? There's been some big fails up there. there.
0: There's but- been some... There's been some
1: big fails. And I know it's not the same thing, but that's one of the best journalism schools in America. I know it's not the same thing, but that's more creative content. Fail. Just, you know, <laughs> fail. Um, yeah. Andy from The Office, fail, fail. I mean, it was just, it was so, so bad. So I've tried to make fun of them this week. Kind of hard to make fun of a decent football team, but uh, let's not forget that video they put out in preseason. If you haven't seen it, go Google the Zoo Rules or whatever it's called, yeah. and uh, get a good laugh here on your way up to Como. Somebody also asked in the chat, the Tuesday night chat earlier this week, is the drive worth to Como from Nashville? I haven't been there yet, and I simply said, no, it's not. It's going to be cold, windy. Have you? You've been, haven't you? I've been. It's not any any highlights.
0: No. <laughs> trying to think I mean no not not to
1: speak our buddy Mike Wilson at the new Sentinel uh was served chicken at the local Applebee's and um it was not cooked it was I remember
0: I remember this tweet yes
1: so that that was a thing um so yeah there's a lot of good things out there in Como it's gonna be a quick trip hopefully everybody travels safe and we'll see what Tennessee can do at Missouri follow along ballquest.com we'll preview it continually up until kickoff. We'll have a game thread up there on the General's Quarters. If you're a Twitter user, if you're an X user VolQuest underscore on three. We'll have all the pregame, live game, and postgame coverage, everything you can ask for at VolQuest.com. Then we'll come back, get ready for a big recruiting weekend against Georgia, and Matt Ray will have a lot on that as well. Matt, Thank great you. stuff. Probably the best game quest we've had all year long. If we can just get you and Grant to do it together, oh, my God, ratings. With <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, buddy. Appreciate you, and uh, thanks, thanks everybody, for tuning in to another edition of the VolQuest Game Quest podcast.